0: Uh, thank you, Grace Baptist Church. My name, if you do not know me, is uh, Pastor Mike Floyd. Uh, it's an honor and it's a privilege to preach God's Word. I want to thank Pastor Bobby for this opportunity. Uh, here at Grace Baptist Church, I help oversee our grace groups. And by the way, if you're interested in leading one of our grace groups right after this service, uh, we're going to have an interest meeting. And maybe if you want to come in, hang out with me and Pastor Brian, we're going to talk to you about what it means to lead a grace group. Um, and maybe you're just hungry. We're going to have food. So even if you don't want to lead a grace group, just come over and hang out with us in the gathering room at the church. Um, we'll talk to you about grace group, leading grace groups. I also oversee our college ministry. Uh, college ministry meets every Tuesday night at 630. This Tuesday night, I'm excited. We're going to have a worship night. Um, so I'm excited what God is doing here at Grace within those two realms and what God is doing. Just watching a family getting baptized. It's amazing things that God is doing in the life of the church. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn uh, to the book of Judges. We're going to be in Judges today. Uh, we're going to be in chapter 8. And and as you're getting to chapter 8, what I want to do is I, I want to give you a quick overview, bring you up to speed about this particular uh, chapter because there's a lot in there. Uh, I I would encourage you to do me a favor and actually spend some of your quiet time reading these stories. So this is about Gideon. Everybody knows Gideon. And if you don't, here here it is. Here's, Here's Gideon. God uses Gideon to save the, the, the Israelites. The Israelites in this, in, in, at this point in their lives, God is raising up judges to come along and, and to deliver them. Uh, the Hebrew word for judges uh, technically is better translated as deliverer or hero, if you will. And so that's a better way to look at it. Don't think about judges as one who sits on you know the, the, the bench and with a gavel on. It's not that type of judge. It's someone that delivers them. So God raises up Gideon. He uses Gideon to, to, to deliver the people from the hand of the Midianites. And, and as he does this, one of the th- interesting things happens. So remember, God raises him up. That, uh, he, he uses Gideon and over 300-some men And God, God makes this thing work. And, and as this is happening, something interesting begins to take place. And I remember... When I was studying for this, and even as I read this before, I I always loved the story of Gideon. I've always loved Gideon in that he was a mighty man of valor. And you think about Gideon and his army and those 300 men and and how they they took on the Midianites and all the things that they did. But I I had never finished the story. And that's where we're going to be at today. Judges, go ahead and stand with me. Judges chapter 8. And we're going to look at verse 22. We're actually going to finish the entire chapter. This is about Gideon and the end of his life and what happens. Are you there? If you're there, say amen. Amen. It reads, verse 22. "Then, Then the man of Israel said to Gideon, Rule over us, both you and your son, and your grandson also, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. Let us pray. Our Lord and our God, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you've already done earlier uh, in this day, Lord, just uh, watching over us and keeping us safe, God. And God, I just ask that you would just sit me down and move me out of the way, God. Wherever I'm weak, God, I ask that you would prop me up and give me the strength to, to proclaim your word, God. God, I pray when it's all said and done, people won't be calling out my name, but they will call out your name, that they will look to you, God. So hide me behind the cross of Calvary and allow your word to go forth on good ground. It's in your name we pray, amen. All right, so today we're going to talk about the truth of about heroes, the truth about heroes, and if you guys in the back can do me a favor, this thing is blinking red, negative, and I just started. So if that's the case, then we're gonna be in for a long day. Uh, it's already red on me, Kevin. Uh, so the truth about heroes, one one of the things that that I, that I want us to understand is, is what is the truth about heroes? Uh, for those of you that know me, you guys can probably tell that I that I love heroes. I grew up loving heroes, and and being a, be, being around that is something I like. I remember being in fourth grade and. Daniel's class, and I I remember having the opportunity to win the Daniel's dollar, and as I got the Daniel's dollar, in that treasure box, there was a boomerang, there were some other gifts, but she had a a VHS tape of Batman. And I remember, if my memory is correct, I remember using four Daniels dollars to get that VHS tape. And as I got that tape, I got home. And I remember plugging in Batman and watching the first Batman movie. You, you, you know the one I'm talking about with Jack Nicholson running around as the Joker. You understand with Val Kilmer as the greatest Batman of all time? Where they're, where they're do- okay, y'all, y'all, some of y'all don't understand what I'm talking about. Y'all need to, y'all need to culture yourselves. And so, and so I remember watching that. And that began my journey into loving superheroes and loving heroes. Uh, As we look at our text today, one of the things that we will see is that Gideon became a hero to the nation of Israel. Gideon became a hero to the nation of Israel. Look look, look here in verse 22. Then the man of Israel said to Gideon, rule over us, both you and your son and your grandson also, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. But Gideon has said to them, I will not rule over you, nor shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. The first thing I want you to see is our desire for a hero. I want you to see our desire for a hero. Oftentimes in life, you and I have a desire for a hero. We want someone to come in and save us. And that's exactly what Gideon did. Gideon had just defeated the the, the Midianites. He had just defeated more of the kings. He just slaughtered the kings. And so after this, they look at Gideon, they go, oh, well, Gideon must be the man. Gideon must be who it is. And they, they, they literally, they come out and they go, the man of Israel said to Gideon, rule over us. Both you, not, 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 not just Gideon. They said, both you and your sons. And just so we could complete it, and your grandsons too. You know, all your family, they want you to rule over us. What's wrong with this? God over in Deuteronomy had already established for Israel what the kingship should look like. He established for how they would select the king. And he said himself, I will choose the king. I will give you the king. But yet they're, they're proclaiming, they're proclaiming just because this person has delivered them, they want him to be king. Look at verse 23. But Gideon said to them, I will not rule over you, nor shall my sons rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. I love Gideon in this moment. One of the things that Gideon does is he, he, he corrects them real quickly. He lets them know that, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're asking me to do something that I'm not called to do nor qualified to do. You're asking me to be in a place or position that I shouldn't be at. You're asking me to be the king. And Gideon rightly declares that, hold on, that's God's place. That's God's position. So I want you to see here. Look, 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 look here. I want you to write this down. Desire minus God's design equals sin. Desire minus God's design equals sin. They they had a desire for a hero. Their desire for a hero was not bad in and of itself. The desire for a king was not bad. The mourning a king was not bad. The problem was that they didn't submit their desire to God's design. Are you you walking with me? They, 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 They got caught up in the moment. It was right after the battle. It was all emotions going on. Gideon had just slaughtered people and just saved people's lives, and they got caught in the heat of the moment, and they go, oh, oh Gideon, you got to be the king. Uh, to use a colloquial phrase, the, the, the Israelites were a little thirsty. Oh, this group, y'all, this, Kevin, this group's weird. we got to pray for them already. They, they done went to sleep on me. We get the call. Y'all got to wake up. Okay, my name is Pastor Mike Floyd. When I preach, you have to talk back to me. Okay, Amen. Okay, there we go, y'all. I'm just making sure y'all hear. So in other words, look at them. They are thirsty. What I mean by that is, is that they were so desperate for a, for a king, they were willing to operate outside of God's design to get what they wanted. Oh, y'all, y'all still, y'all still, Matt, they still ain't walking with me. Have you ever been in a place where you are so desperate for something that you're willing to operate outside of God's design to get what you want? That's what the Israelites were doing. They were operating outside of the designs of God. Over in, over in James, James tells us this. James chapter 1, he tells us this. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, brings forth death. Are, you, are the desires of your heart, are they aligned with the word of God? That the things that you are desiring, do they fit into God's design? Or are the things that you desire, do, do they align with what God has told you? Because if we look at the text here, uh, the, the, the Israelites say they're very clear. This, the the men of Israel, they said to Gideon, rule over us, both you and your sons and your grandsons. And the problem is not that their desire was wrong. It's just a misplaced desire. What desires have you misplaced? What desires have you have you have you misplaced? What 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 things have you have you put in the place of God? That's what the Israelites were doing. They they took something and they they, they took something that was great and, and, and awesome and to, and if it was done in the will of God with, with the purpose of God and it done in the right way, God would bless it, but they were saying, No, we want to do it our way. We wanna do it our way. You know, one of the things I'm learning over the years is that in the church life, we continue to think that the church life is like Burger King. You can't have it your way. You got to look at the Bible and what says the Lord. And God's word hasn't stuttered nor has it changed. And so you got to do things God's way. What desires do, do, do you have? You know, I love what William Law says. He says this, he says this, he says, all people desire what they believe will make them happy. If a person is not full of desire for God, we can only conclude that he is engaged with another happiness. How's your desire this, this morning? How was your desire last night? How was your desire on Thursday? Were you thirsting after God's word? Were you, were you craving after God's word? Were you panting after God's word? Were you, were you crying out saying, please open up the church? I can't wait to go to the house of the Lord where 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 is your desire where, where where is your desire place you know one of the things that the, the, the people error their error was twofold they supported Gideon they supporting uh, Gideon's success was entirely of it on himself think about that they saw god move in and through Gideon, and instead of equating that to the hand of God, they equated that to the hand of Gideon. And instead of praising God, they decided to praise Gideon. How often do we misplace the one who delivered us out of a situation? Oh, y'all, y'all not gonna talk back to me. I'm just gonna preach to the choir. I'll turn around and preach. Y'all gonna talk to me this morning? I dropped my towel on the floor. It's okay. It's okay. I got another one. I come prepared. You better know it. I got another one, cat. I got another one. I'm already ready. I'm you you you, got to understand this text, though. you got to understand what's going on. They had a desire. Their desire was right, but their desire was outside of God's design. You and I, we have many desires. But when we operate those desires outside of God's design, it breaks his heart and his sin. I love what the psalmist says in Psalm 37— He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he He shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He'll give you the desires of your heart. You know why? Because your desires will align with his will. What are you desiring today? What are you chasing after What's got your mind all perplexed? What's got you all twisted? Who have you placed there? This is so important for our young adults. This is so important for for our singles to understand that in that season, in that time of life, that you got to make sure your desires are aligning with God's will. Those desires that you have for another spouse, for a man or a woman, those desires are right, but you got to operate those desires within the context of God's design. I'm, I'm walk, are you walking with me? In other words, in other words, in other words, one of the things that, 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 that me and Jasmine would do when we were dating, one of the things that we did, you know, I, I had my own apartment, and I told her many times, you ain't, you ain't coming over to our, my apartment. You're not coming over here. Kevin, why did I tell her that? Because I told her, I said, look, if you come over here, we, we just ain't going to be cooking. Cooking ain't just going to happen. It's not going to just be cooking here. Why? Because I had right desires, but if I operated those right desires outside of God's design, that's a sin. Oh, y'all still ain't going to talk back to me. I'm going to keep man up that man. They, they, they still think, they. oh, praise God. Our desire for a hero Desires in and of themselves are not wrong. Desire in and of itself is not a bad thing. These desires got has placed inside of us, but we need to look to the one who can fully fulfill those desires, okay? Let's move on. Next thing I want, you to see, I want you to see, I want you to see what happens when a hero gets power, verses 24 through 26. Look here, look at the text, look at the text. This is Gideon. Then Gideon said to them, I would like to make a request of you that each, would, each of you would give me the earrings, the, the earnings from his plunder, for, the, for he had golden, uh, golden uh, earnings because of they were Ishmaelites. Earrings, they were Ishmaelites. Here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. Think about this. Gideon at one point just said, hey, God's the king. God's the king. Then he makes a request from them. He says, no, 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 guess what? I want you to do something for me. He says, verse 25, so they answer. Uh, we will gladly give them. It. Look! Look how desperate they are. Man, this is foolishness. Look! Look! Oh, you, you want it? You want to earn? It? Uh, here you go. We'll give it all to you. And they they spread out the garment, and each man throughout uh, each man threw into the threw in. Threw, threw into it the, the earnings from his plunder. Now the weight of the gold of the, or, or the earnings that, that he requested was one thousand seven hundred shekels of gold, besides the crescents, ornaments, pendants, and purple robes, which were of the kings uh, of the kings of Media. In other words, here's what's happening: the plunder that they got. Here's what Gideon said: "I want the plunder. Give me the plunder." Think about this. This is the same man that when God came to him, when God said, hey, I want to use you. I want to use you to rescue the, the, the Israelites. I want to use you. This is the same one that said, me? You, you want to use me? I'm the, I'm the least of these in God's house. I'm the least in my family. And God's like, no, you're a mighty man of valor. Now he doesn't walk around with that same humility. He's instead walking around with an arrogance and a pride about who he is. You see, what, you see, he's forgotten what happened. Hey, this is what happened when heroes get power. We see this played out over and over again in most movies. Oftentimes, the hero, uh, they forget the humble beginnings that brought them where they were at. Gideon that forgot what brought him there. Gideon that forgot the things that had gotten him there. And so he, he, he's, he's, a, he's losing his power or his influence, if you will, for his own self. How, how do you use the power that God has given you? How do you use, you're saying, oh, I don't understand what you mean by power, well fine. How do you use influence? How do you use that in which God has given you? How, how do you use that? Do you use that for the glory of God? Are you using that to, to help others understand who he is? You know, you know I, 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 I know some of you are saying, well, you know, I, I'm, not that, I'm not that powerful. I don't have that much influence. You know, I'm a little bit young, I'm a little bit old. Nobody wants to listen to me. That's rubbish. We, we, we've got, God can use all of us. We all have influence. Can I, can I help you? One of the things that, that, I, that I like doing, and, and, me, and Jack, me, me and Piper, we'll sit down and we'll watch the Dallas Cowboys play on Sundays. And we'll, we'll watch them, them winning football games. And it's been a while since we've done that. Um, but we'll... <laughs> We'll watch we'll watch the Dallas Cowboys play on Sundays, and, and she'll watch football with me. And, and I remember it was a couple years ago as the commercials would come on that you know that commercial where, where with the dilly dilly and all that stuff. Yeah, you know what commercial I'm talking about? Don't act like come on, Heathens. Uh, and she and I remember doing that. So me and her we'll get a soda and we'll go dilly 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 dilly. And and I would teach Piper. I would tell Piper, Hey, you 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 know it's okay for you to speak up. It's okay for you to talk. You know among your peers, it's totally okay. And I remember, I'll never forget this, Jasmine one day sent me a text message. was like, what does dilly dilly mean? And I was like, huh? And then she proceeded to tell me this story that Piper, while she was at daycare, it was lunchtime. And and all the little little kids were sitting at the lunch table. And Piper, Piper told all the little kids at the lunch table, here's what I want you to do. I want you to grab your sippy cup. And I want you to take that sippy cup and I want you to raise it in the air. And I want us all to say dilly dilly. And then they they all did it. They all did it. And and, and she was at the first one, and she she told Jasmine, that really did happen, Mommy. I did that. I did that. I was like, yeah, I know you did that. Here's the point of the message. Here's the point. We all got influence. We all have power. The question is, how are you using it? Look what Gideon did. Verse 24, then Gideon said to him, I would like to make a request of you. What he's requesting is things that only the king can request. What Gideon is doing, he is inserting himself as the king of Israel. He's operating outside of the will and design that God has placed on his life. Let me ask you this question. How do you use the power that you've been given, the influence that you've been given? Power minus God's design equals sin. Power minus God's design equals sin. God's not God's. The, I don't want you to walk out of here going, "Oh man, God doesn't like power or influence or or leader. Any of that? No, 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 no. It's when you operate outside of God's design. Can I help you with that? Oh, oh over in Mark, 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 chapter ten, the uh, you got James and John. What they're doing? They go to Jesus and they're talking about being great and sitting at the right hand and the left hand. And Jesus is like, "You don't understand the cup that you're asking for." And they're like, "Yeah, we do, foolish boys." They're like, "Yeah, we do. We understand." And Jesus begins to explain to them what he's talking about when he talks about leadership, when he's talking about power. He says here, he says, but Jesus called them to himself and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. How are you exercising your, your power? Are you, are you lording it over people? Look here, verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What, what is happening here, Gideon has now forgot the place in which he stands. Gideon has forgotten that it wasn't Gideon who saved the Israelites. It was God using Gideon to save the Israelites. Oftentimes what happens is that God will do something in our lives and we'll forget that it was God that did it. And we'll take the credit for, we'll take the glory for, we'll take the praise for. But my question for you today, where where are you at? Are you lording over people? Are you serving others? Can can I can I talk to the guys this morning? Is that okay? Well, I don't need your permission. I'm gonna do it anyways. Since y'all ain't gonna talk back to me this morning. Every guy in here, you are called to be a leader. You are called to be a leader in your household. However, you are not to use that call to lord it over those in which you lead. Oh, thank you. Finally, got one person that woke up over here. You're, You're you're called to be a leader and within that calling of leadership is serving leadership and Gideon didn't exercise that Gideon took the power and he lorded it over to people he asked for things that he had no right to ask for he asked for things that he had no business asking for do you use your influence or your power to benefit you what about your resources is it all for you is it all to benefit you what are you doing? Power minus God's design equals sin. Let's move on. Third thing I want to show you is this. I want to show you verses 27 and 31. This is, this is probably one of the most interesting parts of the story as the story continues to unfold. It, it, it takes an interesting turn. And verse 27, and again, this is all the stuff that they gave him. They gave him all these things, and this, look what happens. Then Gideon made it into an epithet. And set it up in the city of Oprah. And all Israel played the harlot with it there. It became a snare to Gideon into his house. Thus Midian was subdued before the children of Israel so that they lifted their heads no more. And the country was quiet for 40 years in the days of Gideon. Then Jerubbabel, also known as Gideon, the son of Joshua, uh, went and dwelt in his own house. Gideon had 70 sons who were his own offspring, for he had many wives, another problem. And his concubine who was in Shechem also bore him a son whose name uh, he called Abimelech, another problem. We, we don't have time to get into that. Here's what I want to show you. I want you to write this down. Good intentions of heroes. Good intentions of heroes. What's interesting about this text is, is that, that, that Gideon doesn't try. He doesn't go out of his way to make this mistake. His, his intentions, his motivation was right. It was a pure heart. He was just trying to do the right thing. I want you to think about the irony of this. God called Gideon to rescue Israel out of idolatry, only for Gideon to lead the nation of Israel back into idolatry. The story of Gideon is sad because Gideon didn't try to lead the the, the nation of Israel into sin. He had good intentions, and it says here, uh, verse 27, The Gideon made it into an epod. And what this is, this is a priestly garment. Only the priest could have this. Only the priest could be around this. This is a priestly thing. Gideon is now assuming a role that he was never called for. He had good intentions. This was not a malicious act. He wasn't willfully trying to do this, but, but it just happened. I want you to write it like this, and I want you to think about this. Good intentions minus God's design equals sin. What, what good intentions do you have? I didn't mean for that word. I didn't mean. For, no, 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 it doesn't matter. Is it outside of God's design? Is it outside of what God has called? You see, Gideon, when he made this, what he was doing, he was setting up an oracle in his own city. He was, he, was, he was describing and he was setting the standard for worship. The problem is God had already established the rules and how things should work for worship. And Gideon couldn't overwrite those rules, even though he had good intentions. You know, you know, you know let, me, let me see if I can help you with this. See, see I think oftentimes we, you, we all have good intentions, but sometimes it doesn't work out well. You know, you know Pastor Kevin, I... Um, When me and Jasmine were dating, I liked to give her, you know, some gifts. You know, you you dating. you got to give some gifts. And I I remember vividly, I remember getting her, you know, a stuffed animal. It was Albert because she went to UF. I know. Go ahead and boo. Uh, But she went to UF, so I got her Albert. And then then rightfully so, I figured, you know, if this girl's going to marry me, she's got to be a cowboy fan. So I got her a little Dallas cowboy bear. And and I remember getting close to Valentine's Day, and I was like, what? And so I thought about it. I got her a big brown bear. I got her big brown bear. And I remember after some time, after that gift that, you know, I've done that, she, she, I remember the conversation she had with me. She looked at me and she said, Mike, I don't like stuffed animals. <laughs> She's like, Mike, I, I, don't, I don't like stuffed animals. I don't know why you keep buying these stuffed animals, but we got a lot of them. And I, I don't want to, I don't like them. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I understand you have good intentions, but I don't like it. So I had one or two options. I could keep buying the stuffed animals that, 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 my, that, that Jasmine doesn't like, or I could decide, well, it doesn't fit who she is, so I'm going to find out who she is and buy the things in which she likes. So the question for me and you is, can, are we going to do the things in which God has already ordained? Or are we going to just, just sit back and go, well, we got good intentions? You know, I, I, I mean, well, that's the question for us today because Gideon didn't try to, he didn't, he didn't mean to fall into this sin, but he did. You see this, you, you see how this plays out in our own lives. You do realize that we're coming off the hill of a, of a the heels of a, of a pandemic, where many of us used the pandemic, and we said, oh, okay, well, we got to stay home now. Rightfully so, rightfully so, stay away, stay away. But at some point, at some point, we've got to decide, well, i got to get back to the house of God. Why? Because we can't use excuses to forsake the assembly of others. You're like, oh, pastor, what are you meddling? You don't understand. You don't understand. Last time I checked those in the 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 the, the new testament last time i checked they were being faced with persecution in other words they were being killed they were being martyred they were being stoned in order to gather together but we use excuses of many things of why we can't gather together and maybe it's not the pandemic for you maybe it's the fact that it's vacation season oh i know i'm preaching now maybe it's maybe it's vacation season I understand it. We just came off a of vacation. Went to visit Florida. It's still hot. I'm glad I'm back up here. Ain't got time for that heat. <laughs> it's too hot, man. I mean, I sweat a lot. I don't know if you notice, but it's it's too hot. So vacations are fine, but the problem is, is when vacations take priority over God. Do you, do you understand? We have good intentions, and it's important to do those vacations. It's important for those things, but can I can, can I help you? What about what about with our kids? What about with our kids? It's important to have our kids in extracurricular activities like sports and other things. But the problem becomes when those things take priority, that's a problem. Why? Because we have good intentions, because those things are helpful. They're building blocks for a good society. But when they take priority, that becomes a snare. That's what the text says. Gideon set this thing up, and it became a snare to him and to his house. What are you allowing to become a snare to your own house? That's why, that's why, that's why at times you, you got parents that they're, 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 they're trying to, you know, they're trying to mingle, you know, be friends with their, with, their, with, their, with their children. I don't understand what that means, but they're trying to be friends with their children and they're going, well, you know, I'm gonna let them decide if they wanna come to church, if they wanna come to, you know, a uh, great student ministry. I'm gonna let them decide on that and, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna work through that and this. Year. I don't know what that means. I don't know, because my Bible asks for me in my house. As long as Piper Floyd has my last name, she's going to be in the house of God. Why? Because good intentions, just because if you have good intentions, it doesn't mean this is always the right thing to do. And that's what's happened to our church today. we got too many good intentions. We got, you, you, you guys know what the 11th commandment? Thou shalt not make anybody angry. Be kind. Be kind. And because we want to be kind about everything, all we'll tell people, well, I'm going to tell people about Jesus by just saying Jesus loves you. You know, I don't don't like sharing my faith. I like for people to see my faith. I'm not going to use words. What are we doing? You, You can't explain good news if you don't first understand the bad news. And the bad news is if you don't know Christ, when he comes back, you're going to live in hell for all eternity. And that's sad. It's sad that we don't love people enough to tell them the truth because we got good intentions. We don't love people enough to tell them the truth that one day Christ is going to come back. And when he comes back on that white horse, it's not going to be good for those who don't know him. But we got good intentions. We mean well. We mean well. Gideon meant well. Look. Look at the text. I want you to understand the text. Verse 27, then Gideon made it into Epod and set it up in the city. And all Israel played the harlot with it there. It became a snare. This is just, you can mean well, you can have good intentions and all those things. That's nice. But if you're operating outside of God's design, it doesn't matter. What good intentions have you set up in your own house? I just, I just bought this, you know, TV. I bought it for the kid. Well, we just watched this one show. I know it's Disney Plus, but they're good. What snares have you set up in your own house? Good intentions of a hero. You've got to understand that. Good intentions minus God's design equals sin. Lastly, let me show you this. Let me show you this. I want to show you verses 32 to 35. I want to show you a hero to remember. A hero to remember 32, 35, we'll finish it out. Now Gideon, the son of Joshua, uh, died at, the, at, a, good, at a, good, a good old age. In other words, he was old. He was buried in the, in the tomb of Joshua, his father, and Oprah of the Esbarites. So it was as soon, soon as Gideon was dead that the children of Israel again played the harlot with the Baals and made Balaam Bertha their God. Thus, the children of Israel did not remember the Lord their God, who had delivered them from the hands of all their enemies on every side. Nor did they show kindness to the house of Jerusalem, who was Gideon, in accordance with the good he had done for Israel. I find it is- interesting, as you get through the end of Gideon's life and the end of his story, you find out that, guess what? The Israelites did it again. But what's unique about the story of Gideon, when you look at all of the judges, what's unique is, is that Gideon is the only judge reigning that leads the nation into idolatry. So he becomes a hero that you forget about. He had a son Abimelech. horrible stories. He becomes a hero that you forget about. And typically, I think back through and I try to think of, Gideon's life and how his life unfolds and actually it made me think of something it made me think of a quote from um uh made me think of a quote good quote from Harvey Dent Harvey Dent said it like this he says you either die a hero or you live long enough to become a villain some of y'all know who that is some of you will not But his quote made me think about something because that quote made me think about the fact that even the great Gideon, he messed up and he sinned and he plunged the nation of Israel into that. And if Gideon could do it, woe is me. Because if we we all have heroes we look up to, we all have people that we look up to. And the truth about those heroes are is that the closer you get to a hero, the more you find out that they're really not that good. You really find out that they got warts and scars. And so then you take that hero and you, you begin to not look at people, other people as a hero. You begin to look at yourself as the hero. You think, well, you know what? Their life is messed up, but I'm better than that. Wrong again. The truth about heroes is that there's only one hero that you and I need. Let me see if I can write it for you. Your sin plus Jesus equals forgiven. I don't care what you remember. I just want you to remember that. Your sin plus Jesus equals forgiven. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know, I don't know what, what desires you have in your heart. I don't know where you're at. But whatever sin you got, whatever, whatever's going on in your life, you place it on the cross. You know, I, I I started this off talking about heroes, and I'll finish it with, with talking about heroes. I have a book from Charles. I have many books from Charles Swindoll in my collection. He does these character studies, and I love them because he talked about a lot of heroes of the faith. I, 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 I love his book on Moses, how he, he talked about how great and humble Moses was and, and, and what wonderful things Moses did. And one of the things that reminded me of, I was like, man, Moses did all these great things, but then... I realize that Moses died. And, and, and you think about Joshua, and, uh, and, uh, and you, think about, you think about David. You think about some of the other prophets, Isaiah. And I realize that all those guys died. I, I think about Peter and how, how strong and courageous old Peter was. I, I think about the Apostle Paul and all the things that Paul did. And I know Paul died, and, and David died, and, and Peter died, and John. Oh, John, the one, who, the one who got love, right? John died. And then I started thinking about other heroes, and I started thinking about, uh, what about St. Augustine, or, or Martin Luther, or John Calvin, or John Edwards? And I started thinking about all these other people, or Billy Graham, or Adrian Rogers, but one of the things that all those they have in common, they all died. And while those were heroes from afar, I even thought about some of my own personal heroes. I thought about my grandmother, Selma Bennett. I thought about her and her life and her legacy. She too died. And so it made me think of something. What if if there's one that could defeat death? And you know who that hero is, right? His name is Jesus because, you see, death gave him his best shot. Death went after Jesus. Death said, Jesus of Nazareth, I'm calling you out. And so it was on a Friday that they took his body. They, 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 they walked him to the cross, and, and he gets on this cross, and they beat him, and they beat him over and over again. And they keep beating on him, and they keep beating on him. And eventually Jesus Christ says this. He says, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? He gave up his spirit. They didn't take it. He gave up his spirit to tell us it's done. And death is jumping up and down. Death is happy because death has beaten Jesus of Nazareth. It's a, it's a Saturday now. And you, you got the disciples who are confused. They don't know what's going on. They're, they're, they're honestly in depression mode. And death is over there moonwalking, um, high jump, jumping up and down, getting excited because death has defeated the one Jesus Christ. But oh, come on, somebody, early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, the ground was shaken, the tomb was empty, and death, who had defeated everybody, could not defeat my Jesus. Death could not defeat my hero. So the truth, what's the truth about heroes? Heroes. All your heroes will die. All your heroes will let you down. And we are living in the age of celebrity pastors and preachers, and they will all let you down. But I got good news for you. I know a man that will never let you down. I know one that sticks closer than a brother. I know one that will not only let you down, he'll pick you up when you are weak. That's my hero. Stand with me today. The truth about heroes is very simple. There's only one hero to remember. There's only one hero for you to remember. And I don't know what's going on in your life, but I know now is the time of salvation. If you not trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have replaced him with another king, today's the day to repent and trust him as the Lord and Lords. Maybe you're saying, preacher, I already trusted him. I already trusted him. He's my king. He's my king. I, I, he's my hero. I got him. But you know you're not living the way you ought to. Maybe you 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 you've got good intentions, and because of those, you, you, maybe you're backsliding. You've not read the Bible as much as you ought to. You've not spent time in God's Word. You've not lived out the life that God has called you to live. Now is the time of repentance. Maybe you said over and over again, I'm going to join that church. I'm going to join that church. Today's the day. Don't put it off. God is doing amazing things at grace. And I don't want you to miss that. This is not about any one of us pastors that are here. This is a God thing. God is doing amazing things at grace. The question is, are you going to be a part of it? The truth about heroes is, there's only one hero. His name is Jesus, the Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for being my hero. I thank you for being my joy. I thank you for being my peace, my comfort. I thank you for being my deliverer. I thank you for making a way for me. I thank you for bringing me from death to life. I thank you for keeping me and watching over me, you are my hero. I'll shout it out from the rooftops, God. And God, I pray for all those here, whether at home or in this place today, that they will place you in the rightful position that you deserve. For the chief thing of man is to glorify God by enjoying Him forever. So God, we thank you. We love you, and I ask that you would do only what you could do in this place. You would heal the broken. You would touch the sick. You will restore lives, restore families, all for your glory, not to us, but to your name be the glory. We thank you and we love you. All who love the Lord, say amen. God bless you.